Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. good everybody we are back jurassic views on a monday morning we back luckily luckily we don't have the monday blues uh after a nice win against the orlando magic i'm not gonna say that we found our mojo or we got that groove back or anything like that but i will say a win Always feels good, especially on a Sunday night. We got people to point out. We got people to call out. Uh, but, Zaya, what were your general feelings? Uh, what is your general feeling now as uh, we secure our eighth win of the season? Uh, proud of our boys. Um, solid win. It's a team that we've been playing, I feel like, for decades now, right? The Orlando Magic. We meet them in the playoffs. And um, we meet them several times in, um, during the regular season. And so uh, not the most poetic and um, eye-popping um, game to watch and to enjoy a Sunday evening. But um, there were some really positive takeaways and, uh, from the guys on the court. And um, I felt inspired, Bryce. Uh, yesterday, I was actually listening to uh, Nas's Ether, uh, okay. a beef song that he made targeting Jay-Z. And it, all of it inspired by one player. Guess who? Who was that? Aaron Gordon. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Gordon. Loser. Loser of uh, the dunk-off in 2016 against Zach Levine in Toronto, of all places. Loser of Derek against Derek Jones in the 2020 NBA dunk off. Um, you know, you, you wear double zero, bro, for a reason, man. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's your mental skills coach that told you that you need to, you know, reflect and project something that's really internal, and therefore that's why you're trying to bully a veteran. A point guard in Kyle Lowry. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, I'm not done, but I want to move on to other subject matters. Well, listen, listen. I gotta, I gotta hold you on one point. And Doug Smith from the Toronto Star quoted this uh, or tweeted this out about Zach Levine winning the 2016 dunk contest. First of all, I'm not a fan of Aaron Gordon's. Aaron Gordon to me, we're not bros or anything or broskies. Uh, Aaron Gordon, that said, Aaron Gordon flat out won the 2016 dunk contest. He was robbed in 2020 as well. So as much of a, as a, you know, a bit of a loser or uh, a, a sore loser as he is against the Toronto Raptors and the beef that he has with Kyle Lowry, I don't know anything about, but it, it's obvious uh, from his actions last night. Let's not take away the fact that this man 
one got robbed in those two dunk contests. So because he's <laughs> because he lost in those two dunk contests, particularly the first one in Toronto, you're te- you're saying that he holds this resentment against the city, against the uh, the franchise, and against the franchise's main player in Kyle Lowry. I mean, goodness gracious, didn't you learn anything? I mean, you win the crowd, you win your freedom. And it's the same thing with the dunk off. You have to win the crowd. It's not just about the ability of just dunking the ball, which is incredible at the end of the day. You don't win the crowd because people don't like you, bro. You're like the your Casper character in Un- Uncle Drew, like the worst character in, in, in the whole film. You know, let's not even talk about your acting. Let's talk about your rapping. People don't even like your rapping, right? So goodness gracious, he can't win the crowd. He he doesn't appeal to a mass individual. And so he 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 issues that resentment and then he tries to bump and take a cheap cheap shot at Kyle Lowry. You can't let that I I, I can't let that pass, Bryce. I mean, I want to do the post-game cool. analysis, cool. but I can't let that blasphemy, secular blasphemy pass, man. Uh yeah, I mean, I think that uh you know the guy's got some issues, and the, and he he stepped over a line last night. I watched the the game in the bubble on August fifth when Kyle gave him a hard foul. wasn't much in it to be honest, but he did pull his hamstring when he landed because he landed awkwardly. But uh, you know, if, if if winning the dunk contest is about winning the crowd, then you know. I'm not here for many dunk contests. And let's be honest, there hasn't been a good dunk contest really outside of 2016 and 2020. And who was in those? Uh, you know, the last time there was a good dunk contest before those, we probably have to go back to Jordan Dominique. Days well, you're not even going to talk about Vince Carter, Dwight 2000 Howard. Golden State. I mean, he, he Bryce, trampled on people. Bryce, it wasn't, it wasn't even a competition. It, 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 it was he, a he and Steve Nash. It was over. He, he and Steve, Steve Francis, my apologies. Steve Francis. They put on a show. They put on a show. But again, it's a show, right? So you have to entertain the, the people. Wow. It's, you're there for the people, right? And so there's, there's that correlation. I'm not saying that's the only metric to measure, but it is a factor. And again, well, I going back I to Aaron, NBA, going back to NBA's, Aaron Gordon, going back to Aaron Gordon. These are my last shots, Aaron Gordon. Um, I wish <laughs> you well. You got hurt. You got your ankle hurt. I want to make sure that you recover. Uh, at the end of the day, we don't wish um, ill will on anyone. Um, and so, uh, but if the Orlando Magic need to find someone else in their rotation, I think they can. Um, they can give a call. Uh, to your sister, I think she has a better jump shot than you. You know, she played four years at Harvard. You know, women's basketball team. You know, she, I, I, you know, I think she has a better jump shot than you. And your brother may have better defensive uh, mobility than you as well. So, hey, um, a very talented family, and I think uh, um, those are my parting parting shots, parting words. Again, get get better, get healthy, so we can beat your ass again on the court the next time. And and if you know, he needs some ice to take the swelling away from his ankle. We got plenty here in Ottawa. I can stick his foot in a snowbank, right? No problem. We got, we got you, Aaron. Uh, but on the point of crowd, you know, winning the crowd, I guess the NBA is consistent with that because when it comes to officiating, you have to win the officials to get the whistle. Goodness gracious. Uh, speaking of Aaron's, there was another Aaron last night that I thought, 
played a big role. Um, there were moments in the game last night where I thought uh, Marcus Saul was covering Nikola Vucevic. Uh, uh, Aaron Baines must have watched some tape from the 2019 playoff series because yep. he had uh, Vucevic in in a shackle in a straitjacket. Uh, he also, I don't know if Gasol did this, but Aaron Baines also had 16 rebounds. And I felt Incredible. like there was a blessing that ran down the beard of Aaron Baines <laughs> last night onto our Toronto Raptors. Uh, it was a, 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 an oil of favor toward us. And we were able to, to smoke them. Pascal Siakam, I think, felt that favor felt that blessing and this dude uh not only had 30 points he was attacking the rim and showed off a dunk on his head to aaron, on on aaron gordon just as an exclamation point uh it was there's some good moments there's some good feelings but for me aaron baines dang huge night if we can get nights like that against Embiid, uh Jokic, um Gobert that's I mean that's why we brought him in I hope he can make that money and and uh you know show up in ways that our other guys show up in other matchups there was however an interesting you know speaking a a tale of two different people um what are your thoughts on Fred and Kyle and they're kind of like flipping back and forth games. Last night, Kyle had a solid game, 14 assists to go along with double digits and points, took some charges and a, obviously a shot to the chin. But Fred was was just not good. He was a, almost a zero last night. What are your thoughts on on last night's game and, and just this trend we're starting to see between those two? Um yeah, good, good comment on uh, Aaron uh, Baines. Uh, he was incredible. And I think part of that was also uh, also helped the playmaking, uh, amplify the playmaking of Kyle Lowry. Because, you know, Kyle Lowry's game utilizes that pick and roll, pick and pop. And uh, mm-hmm. so it opens things up. And I think Baines was doing a better job in terms of his timing and, posi- and in, in that role which allowed uh, Kyle Lowry to have a bit more time to kind of map the floor and make the right type of pass. He made some sweet passes. Um, You would think that uh, the scuffle with Aaron Gordon would have driven him to score more and to take erratic shots, which we've seen him do, right? (laughs) Especially this season when he's, you know, charged up. Um, But, uh, you know, the type of player that we know him to be, uh, very cerebral, uh, he just amped up his playmaking now someone Mm -hmm. who we didn't see uh that in is Fred VanVleet like you've noted and we've had a we've had a going back and forth for you know I think the last week or so about uh you know the tale of two teams when you know Mm -hmm. Fred VanVleet is the playmaker versus Kyle Lowry and we would want to see them both play make at a high and efficient um, level at the same time, uh, or in the, at least in the same game, give me that. And it looks like it's a bit difficult. Um, the only thing that I would say that that could have led to Freddie's 
quite a you know he had a tough line right nine points you know uh five turnovers uh four assists um sorry correction it's four turnovers and five assists sorry fred uh one for seven from the three-point line for, you know, in, in and four for 12 from the field. Uh, Orlando Magics were double-teaming him um, in that pick-and-roll. Yeah. So the big would stay, and then the guard would come up. Now, Aaron Baines, some, you know, was roving going in and rolling to the basket. So I think it, it slowed down both our offense in those uh, instances, and it made – Someone like Fred, who's about like 5'10", 5'11", who, you know, to, for him to make that pass over uh, the defend, two defenders is quite challenging, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, so the Orlando Magic, uh, Coach Clifford, you know, schemed very well against um, Freddie, who I think actually, who actually started quite hot. He, had, he made uh, a couple of shots in the mid-range. He was getting into the, the defense, and that was in the first few minutes of the first quarter. But after that, Clifford made the adjustments and said, okay, I can only allow myself to be beaten by at least one point guard. Um, we're going to trap Fred uh, ensuingly uh, or subsequently. Fred didn't shoot the ball well throughout the game. Um, but the, the guy who, I guess, um, took advantage of that is Kyle Lowry, right? And, um, and I think I'm okay with that. I, I sleep quite well because Fred's defense is still money, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also moves without the ball, so he helps the. Uh, he knows where to go on the court to create space um, for guys like uh, Pascal to make um, to make um, space for guys uh, like the role players, especially who got, came in the game, who also gave us some punch. So. Um, I'm not. Yes, I'm concerned, particularly on whether we can actually have both Kyle Lowry and Fred VanVleet on the same page, um, yeah. moving on during this season. But as per Freddie's individual performance and its impact on the team, uh, he, his uh, he he impacts the game in so many ways. So that. In, in positive ways, especially in, uh, as it relates to intangibles. So I'm not really overly concerned, but um, the, the, the macro kind of uh, element is whether Kyle and Fred can complement each other as play, both as playmakers. Um, that's my concern moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there were other guys in this game that played solid. Uh, you talk about Kyle and his assists. Uh, I don't know if it was DeAndre Bembry's birthday, but this guy was getting gift wrap alley oops. I know it looked like a lot of fun, man. It looked like a lot of fun. Uh, There was also uh, the play, the consistent and continuing play of Yuta. And as I was watching highlights with my daughter at the breakfast table this morning, after we saw Yuta block Vooch. Oh and then gosh. hit a three to go up 180. My daughter says, uh, he's one of us now. My one gosh, of that us. is One of us. <laughs> uh, what's the nickname uh, we're what, giving what to Yuta? What's the nickname we're giving to Yuta? The chosen one is what the Japanese Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that. Or <laughs> I was calling him Wojanowski the other day after he was getting so intense uh, defensively and hyped up. Uh, 
but uh, in the Sacramento was, game. But what, what were some of your thoughts on, on the rest of the bench? Yeah, you know, um, if you look at the numbers base for the rest of the bench, um, you may, it may not, you know, uh, jump right at you, right? But I, I think just for for the purpose of, uh, uh, of you know, doing a quick deep dive, you know, Watanabe, Watanabe uh, finished with uh, 11 points, three blocks, uh, one rebound, three for three from the three-point line. So he is being aggressive at the three-point line. And what that does, Bryce, right, it stretches it stretches us. It makes yeah. him a threat, right, to shoot. And when and, uh, and so when the when um, the rotation comes defensively, he, he has a good bounce, right? He puts the ball yeah. on the floor. He has great vision on the court. Um, another player who uh, goes with, you know, I think it's important to mention, you already mentioned Bembry. I'll just quickly mention, you know, he had 12 points, a plus 16, two assists, two rebounds. <sighs> Um, he yeah. shot a three. I know it's just one, but that's still optimistic for me because that's a confidence builder for him, right? Knowing he doesn't always get consistent minutes. Um, but uh, we also got uh, Paul Watson. We, you know, Paul Watson being on the court all is is always a confusing kind, of, you know, um, conundrum, right? Like, what is he doing on the court? What's his purpose? What's his what's his role? Um, is it more than a minute or two? Uh, but he played it a total of eight minutes, uh, two for three from the floor for six points. Um, all of those two shots were three-pointers. And so, again, I think he helps elevate the pressure um, uh, or that offensive burden that sometimes the bench can't provide offensively. Um, and you don't want all that pressure to be on either Fred or Siakam. Uh, but um, – and if, 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 if Paul Watson is the um, – the unsung, I don't want to say hero here, but, but the the contingency plan to Matt Thomas just not being able to be the three, that three-point threat anymore because of a defensive liability, I'm okay with that. I just want Paul Watson to step it up defensively, right, using his length, his athleticism, and his quickness. Um, aside from that, you know, it was good to see Boucher back out there. I know he's still not putting the numbers that um, we're used to. <laughs> him doing especially to start the season you know he had a nine points four rebounds no blocks but he contested a lot of uh shots at the rim uh one for five from the three-point line um still i think rushing a few things to start the season Mm -hmm. he was actually hitting that mid-range jump shot he hasn't hit that recently he hasn't gone to that so i would hope that um when he reviews film that he could kind of pace himself and find his 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 groove again um, but beyond that, I think I just want to do a quick uh, oversight of uh, our um, our team uh, our team stats. I mean, we shot for forty five point six, so we 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 it was on the incline. I mean, we didn't have those lulls that we had uh, offensively, right. even against the Sacramento Kings. I mean, anyone that says, "Well, this is just the Magic," the Magic are actually a better team than the Sacramento Kings, right? Uh, right and right. so a better you know a better coach in Clifford. Uh, so uh, we did a better job offensively. We limited them to shooting 40%, 40.2. We didn't shoot it well from the three-point line, which I think we can still, you know, I, I think that's just a matter of time that that picks up. Uh, we went to the line. We out-rebounded the, the Orlando Magics 55 to 49. Um, that means that we held our own when Aaron Baines wasn't on the court. Um, and um, 27 assists compared to 11 turnovers, which um, was a 
sigh of relief because we turn, you know, when we lose and when we have these lulls, we turn the ball over yeah. at a ridiculous clip. And it's not just frustrating to see, but it actually is reflective to how teams can um, really put their foot on our throat, right? So um, yeah. those are the, some positive takeaways that allows me to start my week off, man. You know, it's beyond, there it's not go. just the win, it's it's how we won, right? Because I think you still had a sour taste in your mouth after the Sacramento loss. Definitely, definitely. Um, we started this podcast by uh, berating Aaron Punk ass. And I just want... I want to I want to step back and just uh, highlight one guy on the Orlando Magic that I think we have good feelings toward, yeah. and I think we might even say we still love Absolutely. him. Uh, Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross was traded in the Serge Ibaka trade when we got Serge back in February of 2017, and I remember reading a Players Tribune article about Terrence Ross and him saying how much he loved the city, how much he loved his time with the team and the franchise. Here was a legitimate uh, dunk contest winner yep. as well. And uh, Terrence 2013. Uh, has, has had a nice career for himself in Orlando. Uh, and in that Players' Tribune article, he said, uh, and again, this is 2017, he said that it won't be long before the league has to go through Toronto to get to the championship. And that next year they come first place in the East. And of course, the next year after that, they win the championship. And I always have a soft spot for Terrence Ross. Uh, even when we beat him up, uh, that beat up the Orlando Magic, I'm always looking over at Terrence and cheering him on. And when he hits a three, I'm quietly inside myself, uh, just, you know, saying, good job, Terrence, keep playing hard. We want to beat you, but, you know, I hope you get 20 tonight and Aaron Gordon gets six. Um, any thoughts about T. Ross before we call it a pod? Um, I will always remember T. Ross for his vicious, acrobatic, Vince carter light dunks uh, that obviously crowned him a dunk champion 2013. I will also remember him dating Amber, Ross, uh, Amber Rose, um, the lovely uh, uh, hip-hop video actress uh, known for her scenes with Kanye West. Um, okay. Google Amber Rose and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so Terrence Ross to me was, uh, was helpful in resurrecting the cool back in Toronto Raptors. Right. right. And so uh, um, always remember that. Thanks for bringing that up. B. much love T Ross. You had a bad shooting game last night that had a lot to do with our defense but we still got uh, respect for you. That's right. That's right. Well, then we play this Orlando Magic team tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, hoping to get a win, siege the castle in Disney, and uh, start getting a streak together as we uh, do a road trip as the Super Bowl is in Tampa Bay. Always a pleasure, my man. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks, B. Enjoy the day. All right. Peace. Thank you.